why make a big sweeping statement about it? Gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I'm your host Adam Portress, and I'm joined as always by Matt Smith. Sorry, I'm dancing. Hold oh, on. Okay, that's okay. All right. <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Oh man, I figure we gotta try to get into a dancing mood here because uh, you know it's 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 February. It's not always gonna be it's the greatest month for February. Movies. February. Uh, so you have to you have to get in the mood, you know. Oh, remember when Whitney did it before all the coke? <laughs> well, most importantly, before the death. Well, that's true. I mean, really can't do anything now. Yeah, really, the the whole death thing really starts to impede one's uh, musical career. <laughs> everything it impedes everything. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to get specific, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we're going to get down to brass tacks, yeah, that's it. Uh, but we're back with another show. Uh, big one today. On today's show, we're going to be uh, reviewing uh, the new one from the Coen Brothers, Hail Caesar. Uh, we're also going to be doing Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. And, of course, uh, you know, you've all asked for it. Everybody was just like, Adam, when are you guys going to be reviewing The Choice? I want to do, I I go out to see these Nicholas Sparks movies every single week because we that's about how the often they come out. I did. Sadly, I did. We didn't go to that one. No, that was, we we didn't do that one. That so was this was our penance. I think. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is karma coming back say, and kicking in the nuts. I will say, having not seen the horse riding one, I guarantee this one was better than that. I could probably agree with that. Having not, I seen the trailer for the horse one. Uh-huh. It don't look good. And this, I, I, you're right. I think I'd probably put odds on this one's better than that one. But we'll talk about. But we'll talk about whether I, or not it might be. In it. I'll tell you this much. A spoiler alert. My sister loved this movie. <laughs> she just goes. Yeah, Did you I go, bet so. She goes. Do you see that choice movie? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, I love that movie. I'm like, I'm not surprised. You're the demographic. Yeah. My only real problem is uh, Ben Walker looks fucking weird with that haircut. He looks. I haven't seen him without the haircut. I'm not sure who he is really. Uh, well, but the haircut I mean, his is big, fucking his weird. Big highest profile role was as uh, Abe Lincoln in. Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Okay, fair enough. His yeah, uh, his his whole like I just looked at his whole haircut there, and I'm just like, what the? And we'll talk about his haircut. And that goes, believe it or not, that goes into the this telling of the the movie. Whether oh yeah, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk, we'll talk about, about his it. fucking haircut and everything. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Pride of Prejudice, Zombies, and the Choice, as well as uh, the Hail Caesar. So uh, jam packed show for you jam-packed. as always. Uh, speaking of jam packed, I'm going to give you the opposite of that, uh, <laughs> because in the what you've been watching jam-less. segment, this is the jamless section for you, uh, for me at least. Uh, Matt's going to be making up for it, man. And uh, uh, but as far as what I've been watching lately, not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, I started it just before we started the podcast here, but we got time schedules and stuff to go on, so I didn't finish it completely. But I, <laughs> I, 
I started the uh, Triumph the Insult Comic Dogs 2016 Presidential something or others, whatever the fuck it's called, on uh, Hulu. Uh-huh. Uh, if you like Triumph, give it a shot. You'll like it because... Well, what What if we hate uh, Robert Smigel, though? Mm. What, if, what if we Ooh. like Triumph but hate Robert Smigel? That's a good one. That's a good question. <laughs> who, who is that person? Uh... I don't know. Mm, I don't know. That's <laughs> I a mean, weird... it's, it's almost an impossibility. They but are it's an interesting <laughs> hypothetical. Yeah, it's good, but there's like he's going around like I mean they they've been shooting this clearly for quite some time, and going around to all the uh, you know Democrats and some Republicans and uh, the the debates and all that kind of stuff, and uh, it's just some good stuff in there. I think it's an hour long, so uh, oh. you know it's it's jam packed. Not gonna watch that, but uh, I. I <laughs> I do know that uh, I, I know Mike Lawrence wrote some uh, jokes for it. I know because he, he mentioned that on Twitter. So or um, so you know, famous people of semi-famous people have uh, written for the thing. And I don't know. I, I I like Triumph no matter. I mean, whether it's you know Star Wars geeks or politicians or just randos, MTV yeah, people. Yeah, I, I like Triumph quite a bit. I'll watch it. It's good. It's good. Um, the, well, I kind of got stuck on the Huckabee part. It seems like it's going on a little bit too long. Yeah, I, well, you know what always happens uh, is like Huckabee uh, is like a really easy target on a variety of levels. And I feel like any time I've ever seen any comedian riff on him, it just goes on a little well, too. Because I mean, it's like, well, I get it. It's Mike fucking Huckabee. There's yeah. Like, like, it's already a joke before you even start one line. But it. here's the thing, though. You got to give Huckabee props for this thing because, like, he's fucking playing along with it. He knows he doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. And yet, like, he invites Triumph in to kind of like, you know, he's like, hey, look, I'm going to do some stuff for your campaign here and everything. I'm going to tell I'm going to show you how to, uh, you know, be, you know, kind of just an insult comic like me. So, you know, you can be like Trump because Trump's just smacking people down left and right. I'm going to have stuff for you to say to these people mm -hmm. and goes through and, you know, God bless him. You know, Huckabee goes along as long as he can with it and everything. And, you know, it's. It's a little bit long at that point, but and I, I just I stopped right before they got to a big. I guess they have like a roundtable discussion or something. I don't know what the fuck it is, but you know whatever. that's when Borat shows up. right? Hello, everybody! Oh my god, a buddy! I'm just calling it right now, everybody. Buddy cop movie, Borat and Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. I'd watch it. I would watch it in a heartbeat. Uh, speaking of which, um, I'll I'll, sub, I'll I'll supplant my um. Uh, the rest of the non-washing that I have with some news. Okay. I don't know if you saw Ooh. this or not, uh, but it looks like, you know, there'd been off and on and off and on. It looks like we are getting much, much closer to an actual Bad Boys 3. Mm -hmm. So uh, no Michael Bay rumored as of yet, but in according to the date that it looks like it comes out, he may not be involved because uh, on account of Transformers and all. But I would like to see Michael Bay come back for a third uh, Bad Boys, because it when forever it was just like will 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 uh, you know Smith and uh, Martin Lawrence get together and and actually do it. Of course, Martin Lawrence is like a sweet Jesus. I need a paycheck, and uh -huh. uh, Will Smith is just like I've been wiping my butt with hundred dollar bills here for the past you know. Yeah, 15 let me years. throw my buddy Martin here a bone. Uh, so I, I guess, I guess they decided that, you know, Hey, it looks like this is the thing that we can do. Um, I saw a thing that said, I guess, uh, a while back, Joe Cornish might've been in, uh, talks to direct perhaps maybe. Oh, that'd be weird. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, fine. I mean, I don't dislike Joe but, Cornish at all. Right, but... so this this they set a release date for, right? Is yeah, what, it's like is what happened. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so Bay is probably definitely not coming back then. Yeah, I don't like that because, I mean, I just, I think this is his thing. How's and... it going to be 35 minutes too long? Yeah, I mean, no one how's else it, has the balls to do that. How's it going to have the same car chase shot that he puts in everything? We need that shit. I mean, here's the thing. If we don't Where have... are all the helicopter shots, for oh. fuck's sake? We don't have him in there, and and Tony Scott's dead, so we can't bring him there. Well, I would never foist one of these upon the great Tony Scott. Hey, he could look. He could at least do some. He could at least do some fancy stuff that other people won't do, though. Oh, I agree. So you know, I don't know. I agree. But that's the other bit I got. All right, Matt, what have you been watching? What do you got? Uh, well, a whole bunch of shit. So I'm just going to run through a couple of them and then talk for a little bit about uh, a new release that I saw this week. Um. So first up, I've got uh, all the way from back in the good old days of 1936, mm. the Roy Del Ruth uh, musical Broadway Melody of 1936. Adam, have you ever seen any of the Broadway Melody films? Mm, not to my recollection, and I'm surprised that I haven't, quite frankly. Well, they are, uh, to my, uh, for my money, they are the best 1930s musical series. A lot of people, a lot of people go gold diggers as yeah. the big one right busby berkeley mm-hmm. i like berkeley just fine uh but one thing that uh <laughs> these musicals have that the berkeley musicals do not have are fucking songs and i mean really good amazing songs we're talking uh songs that would go on in singing in the rain to become classics hmm. Uh, so these uh, were produced under the uh, the Brown Freed unit um, at MGM, I believe. And uh, they all star Eleanor Powell, who is maybe the greatest tap dancer, the tap dancer that was ever on screen. And I'm throwing that up against Fred Astaire. I know what I'm saying here. Gregory Hines um, says, fuck all y'all motherfuckers. Well, that's true. Gregory <laughs> Hines, damn fine motherfucker. Um <laughs> Uh, but uh, Eleanor Powell, there's just something about uh, her, the way she moves. Uh, she would actually team up with Astaire one time in the fourth uh, film in this uh, series, Broadway Melody of 1940. Um, and that one's pretty good, too. But this one's my favorite is because it has, a, has uh, not only some real show-stopping tunes and uh, some really good tapping from Eleanor Powell, but it also co-stars in a very small role uh, the great... Buddy Epson, who started out his career at MGM as a song and dance man. Mm-hmm. That's why he was cast originally as uh, the Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz before he, he got a, he had an allergic reaction and had to be taken off of that project. Gotta suck, though, right? <laughs> gotta be the worst. <laughs> he would have sucked? No, no. It's, it's, that's gotta, be the, that's gotta oh, yeah. have sucked. Oh, yeah. It's course. just like, all right, you're going to be in this grand MGM project. Oh, fuck. Nope. Took him right off. Oh. Uh, but he's fucking amazing in here he he has i mean it's a very small part he basically has like a, a song and dance at the beginning of the film and then he shows up during the finale uh without much else coming his way um but he was uh, fantastic uh the movie also stars uh, jack benny who was a big star in his day mm-hmm. and uh i don't know you guys should watch this shit i love uh, these uh, fucking old be- uh, behind the scenes musicals right where they're their goal is just to put on a show, and that's what justifies all the com- all the uh, comedy and the uh, 
singing and dancing is that like they're doing the rehearsals or coming up with material as opposed to it just happening naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that old shit. Anyway, so I watched that. It's fantastic. And we might as get always. a flavor of that a little bit later in the show. Hmm, teaser. Go ahead. Mm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I also finally, finally finished almost a year later, uh, season one of Bosch on Amazon, which I never finished only because I made it halfway through and then, uh, dropped. And then by the time I got back to finishing it, uh, felt the need to rewatch now, it. This so, is uh, the one where they where Bosch met Lom and then they came up with the lens crafters or something like that. Right? Uh, I believe you're talking about transparent. Oh, um, <laughs> anyway, my bad. Uh, uh, Bosch is based on the, the books by Michael Connolly. Uh, it's about a LAPD police detective, homicide detective. Um, it's actually my favorite, uh, detective series. Um, and I, I read quite a few of them, but this one's, uh, for my money, the best. The show is not amazing, but it's a really, really, really solid procedural. And it's based on one of the better books in the series too, um, and, and the next season starts uh, March 11th or something like that. Um, so, uh, you know, you got some time to catch up. Uh, one thing that is notable, however, is uh, the actor uh, in the lead as Harry Bosch is uh, Titus Welliver, who is kind of a classic that guy in a whole ton of shit. Um, he's shown up all over the place uh, in the past 20 or so years. And... Um, you will definitely know who I'm talking about if you look him up. He's, he, I mean, he had bits in, like, all the shows that you loved in the 90s, right? He was on X-Files for an episode, I remember. Uh, one of the Tales from the Crypt episodes. Uh, he shows up on, like, Murder One back in the day. Um, just fucking amazing guy. Actually, I think several uh, Michael Bay movies he's in as well. Um Anyway, uh, the show is actually really good. I don't want to put it down. It's just that we're in kind of a, a golden era of police procedurals, and this one is kind of uh, – it's really good, but it's not great, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's, it's, it's good. I think you should watch it. Give it a shot. Uh, I really hope the, se- the second season steps it up. It looks like they're going to. Uh, apparently, um, they're adapting uh, storylines from three of the novels that uh, Connolly's written for it. Uh, so it should be jam packed. Um, the other small review I want to go through is something that I meant to watch uh, earlier last year when it came out. And I, I don't even remember if this got a theatrical release and if it did, it was very small. Um, but I, I'd be very surprised if it didn't come out anywhere, but it's this movie called survivor um, that stars a, uh, a young uh, Gloria Gaynor. Yes, Gloria Gaynor. No, it, it has uh, Pierce Brosnan and uh, Mila Jovovich in it as the two leads. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mila Jovovich plays this officer in London who's in the Foreign Service, uh, right? Like doing background checks and anti-terrorism uh, for people wanting to apply for visas kind of thing. Um and uh, she starts to become embroiled in a conspiracy to, to uh, get a terrorist attack uh, to take place during New Year's Eve here in the United States and uh, is actually framed for it. Uh, Pierce Brosnan plays the bad guy here, and he's actually pretty good. Um, why I say this is weird that it did, I mean, apart from the star power, um, 
which I think is arguable at this point, um, of Brosnan and Jovovich, although like internationally Jovovich is a huge star, right? I mean, the Resident Evil movies are wildly successful. Um, but what's weird here is that the director of this uh, thing is James McTeague, who uh-huh. uh, was for the longest time uh, the uh, kind of uh, second unit AD director for uh, the Wachowskis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so he's he also did V for v, Vendetta, yeah. V for Vendetta, mm-hmm. uh, The Raven, I think he did, was his most recent thing. Uh, I mean, aside from Survivor, Ninja Assassin, right, which yeah. is pretty solid uh, action flick. So it just seemed weird that this never made it out here, um, although maybe it did. Uh, it was a pretty good movie. Um, I think that people will like it if this is this uh, kind of spy uh, conspiracy thriller thing is uh, your cup of tea. It's not necessarily an action film, although there is action in it. Uh, so don't expect like uh, Mila to be running around kicking all sorts of ass. She kind of plays a regular person who is, uh, you know, just brought into this uh, level of bullshit that Pierce Brosnan is uh, trucking with. Um, so what's the so timestamp for her nudity? There's none. It's PG 13. Oh, well. Um, off the charts. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, literally almost everything else that she's in have a field day. That's true. Um, okay. So That's the big I one I want to talk about is, uh, something I, I finally got a chance to go and see today and it's the new Western starring Natalie Portman. Jane got a gun. Okay. Um, so this thing, uh, this film is directed by, uh, this guy, Gavin O'Connor, this thing languished um, for a long time, got a lot of pushbacks. Well, well, it was part of that relativity media uh, bankruptcy. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, so so now that relativity's uh, been bought out, I think we talked about that a few shows back, maybe a month ago. Um, I think I brought it up just as a news item. Uh, some of that stuff that got, uh, that got pushed back is finally trickling out, and this is one of them. Um, so uh, this... Uh, Gavin O'Connor, um, I believe he's also an actor, but I mean, I've seen him and stuff, but he, uh, he's friends. Uh, I think it's safe to say with, with, uh, Joel Edgerton because he directed, uh, warrior, um, and, and this film, both of which have, uh, Edgerton in them. And, uh, Edgerton even did like a, a polish of the script for, uh, Jane got a gun. And, uh, I think it worked. Um, cause, uh, it, this movie has not gotten good reviews, but I quite liked it. So the basic premise is that, um, Natalie Portman is living out in the West in New Mexico. The cinematography is gorgeous as one might imagine. I mean, New Mexico is an amazing landscape just to, you could probably just sit a shitty camera down and take gorgeous photographs of that place. Um, talking to but, you, Ansel Adams, but, but Natalie Portman is, um, this uh, this woman who lives out in New Mexico with her uh, husband and her daughter. Uh, one day, her husband comes back uh, from town and uh, is riddled with bullets in his back, and uh, tells her that this gang that has been hunting the both of them for five years is uh, tracking them, and uh, she unable to uh, fix up her husband properly. I mean, she gets most of the bullets out. Uh, She goes off uh, to ask her ex-lover, played by Joel Edgerton, uh, for help in defending uh, herself and her property. Um, 
it's got kind of a like feminist vibe. There have been a spate of these, and I've thought about writing about them uh, at some length uh, before. Uh, kind of uh, feminist spins on westerns in the past few years. So uh, things like um, Kelly Reichardt's Meek's Cutoff, uh, The Homesman um, from a couple years back, or late last year, I guess, middle of last year. Yeah. Um, uh, and then um, The Keeping Room, which I talked about on this show as well. Uh, these kind of uh, re-centralized around women westerns uh, is, is basically kind of the category of film this falls around. Uh, you know, describing kind of how rough it was for women uh, <laughs> in the Old West. Uh, surprise uh, casting here. Um, one of the uh, big bad guys, or the big bad guys, actually played by one Ewan McGregor uh, in this film. Hmm. Um I really liked this thing. I thought it was uh, really engrossing. Of course, I'm a big fan of Westerns. I really like uh, Natalie Portman. And I have to say, between this and The Gift, I've kind of turned around on Joel Edgerton. Um, maybe he just uh, has had really shitty material like, before. Yeah, I was about to say, maybe, maybe it's just a right material kind of thing. I, I think that's probably the case. Um, so anyway, I'm glad this thing finally uh, got out and that people can see it. Uh, as I said Critics have been so-so on it, sitting somewhere in the mid-30s on Rotten Tomatoes, I think, or it was last time I checked. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that if you're a fan of Westerns or a fan of uh, this moment of Westerns, uh, specifically with what this film is uh, kind of all about, um, I think you should definitely check it out. I really enjoyed myself, actually. And it's pretty violent. It's not super gory. It's not like a Hateful Eight sort of situation. But uh, there's some good, uh, good shooting in here. All right, very well. So that's that's what I've been watching. It's a shit ton this week. Yeah, no kidding. I'm over here just barely scraping together, and you know, well, what you guys do over on uh, Hero this week? Uh so we we had banked an episode on account of the Super Bowl. Boom, boom, uh-huh. We lost. Um, but uh, we, football. Yeah, well, you know, uh, <laughs> could be worse. Could be soccer. Boom. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> right? At least uh, at least my soccer team won. <laughs> boom. And what country are they from? All right. Oh, moving on. Yeah, they're from Germany. It's cool. Okay, sure enough. Um, <laughs> also, the American team won uh, in the women's World Cup. So, suck it, Adam. They let them win. You know, it happens because they. Uh, all right, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know nothing about nothing. I don't. Hey, if there's anybody, hey, and I, I looked and I was just like, man, this uh, the Super Bowl say, seems to be fixed, and n- nothing's more fixed than soccer people. <laughs> I oh no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> be first behind that shit. Those motherfuckers. Now that's some fix shit right there. Specifically in the actual leagues, that shit yeah. rigged. <laughs> uh, but but I will say I really did enjoy after the Super Bowl uh, that fucking uh, which 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 Manning was not playing Eli or Peyton. <laughs> Peyton was playing. Eli was not. Yeah, Eli was in the booth, right? Uh-huh. That fucking uh, shot where he's just like emotionless. Yeah. His brother just won the Super Bowl. He's probably pissed. Well, he uh, is. But. <laughs> well, he's pissed but, that uh, A he ain't at it, and B oh, yeah, somebody's got more. Somebody's you know got more Super Bowl wins than he does now. Yeah, of course, but uh, but that that fucking gif is like a life giving elixir. I think. Yeah. 
Um, well, because you, you people know. been using it all fucking all over the place. And here's the That's thing: like I'm, I, I was, you know, I grew up in Tennessee during the Peyton uh, during the uh, yeah the Peyton Manning era, right? Uh-huh. Where he was where he was playing college ball for Tennessee. That's where I, you know, was born and kind of grew up a little bit. And that's where we were always kind of loyalties lied for a long time. And so, you know, it, I mean, it would look, it was nice seeing the guy win. Now, granted, you know, he didn't have a lot to do with it. Their defense pretty much won all that shit. But, you know, it is what it is. Anyways. I don't well, know. I mean, I'm glad that the Panthers were able to not just roll over and take the D then. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get it going here, everybody. We got a lot of stuff to go with. I'm oh, I'm done okay. being sad. Let's roll <laughs> Here is the trailer for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Too many ands in that. Too many articles. It began with the Black Plague. Within weeks, the dead began to rise. This cannot be. Hunting for human flesh. Now, the few of us that are left have only one way to survive. We must bring the fight to them. I wanna get I've been training for this my whole life. The fairest wifely choice is to be right here in this room. My daughters were trained for battle, sir. Not the kitchen. A woman must have a thorough knowledge of singing, dancing, and the art of war. I shall never relinquish my sword for a ring. The right man, you would. wouldn't ask me to. We were born to be That was a trailer for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, our first new release of the week. Here's the IMDb plotline. Uh, Seth Graham Smith and Jane Austen's classic tale set in 19th century England about the uh, tangled relationship between lovers who must face an army of undead zombies. This is uh, directed and written by Burr Smith ba- based upon the novel. That's Burr based Steers. Upon- what did I say? Steers. You said Burr Smith. Whatever. Oh, well... Well, it's not whatever to burst steers, I'll tell you that. Bert 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 Bacharach uh got out of his singing career and decided to direct this movie. I'll have you know this is the director of Igby Goes Down, sir. Fair enough. So a little little respect. Yeah, and and, and uh and how many other Zach Afron movies? Okay. Just saying. Uh well, hey man, let's not <laughs> fucking knock on seventeen again either, okay? I haven't seen that one either. All I know is Yeah, it's gotta... exactly. All right, fair enough. Okay. 
Fair we enough. Uh, weren't we just talking about how we like Zac Efron we, and some we, other shit? We were actually. Sir? Okay. We were. <laughs> this is I'm I'm talking post neighbors Zac Efron. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, get that right. Uh this is uh it's starring Lily James, Sam uh Riley, Jack uh Houston, I guess that's how you say it. Uh Bella Heathcote, Matt Smith, um a lot of other people. Um Lena Heaty. Oh yeah, she was a big one. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. She's uh, up in there. She's up in there, and the I the INDB thing is all over the map. And just like, could you put the people like in order of fucking importance, please? Yeah, it's contracts, man. They mm-hmm. just put them in that shit. Silly build. Um. So what this sweet Christ? Oh, okay. It's like, what the hell? My phone vibrated in a weird way. Okay. Uh. So this is, of course, based on the uh, book that was based on the book. Uh, a couple years back, I guess, at this point, probably many years back at this point. Uh, so they were like, hey, we're going to take Pride and Prejudice, but we're going to kind of revamp it, and it's all going to be about zombies and such. Uh-huh. Uh, this thing's, uh, you know, it took off like a shot. It got a lot of publicity and stuff. People seem to enjoy it. Um, uh-huh. And now they've finally made a movie of it. Yeah, it just took them far too long to capitalize on how popular that shit was. Yeah. Um, uh, it's weird to me that this movie took so long, but we got Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter, uh, very fast. Yeah. Well, and this one was by far more popular than Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Beats me. We love our presidents here in the U S I guess. So. I, I don't know. It's, and just like, I'm telling you the name, Abe Lincoln sells that puts asses in seats every single time. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, Abe Lincoln's breakdancing party or whatever, right? Yeah, of course. Anyway, um, so uh, Matt, being a learned man, uh-huh. I'd imagine that you're uh, super familiar with old Pride and Prejudice. I like Jane Austen. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've read Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility. So I'm hoping that eventually this movie makes enough money to do the sequel to this, which is the uh, Dawn of the Dreadfuls. Um, as well as the second book that was adapted in a similar manner, Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters. (laughs) I'm hoping that it does well enough. So far, I think it opened in six this weekend. Yeah, I don't think this is going to do too well. But it's going to make money uh, on the long tail. Like, this is not a... I mean, this movie could not have cost that much anyway. Um Oh, I can check it. I have box office mojo pulled up. What the fuck? Here we go. Uh, cost twenty eight million. Yeah, well, you know, it only only took in five though. Well, it made six point five worldwide. Uh, all it needs to do is business uh, outside the box office. All it needs to do is stay at this spot for the next fifteen weeks. Well, let's t- let's talk about <laughs> it though for a minute, because um, uh, this may not surprise anyone. I, I kind of told you guys that I was going to enjoy this movie, and I did. Enjoy it, I did. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. Well, I was on the end of, I think this movie is going to be garbage, and I'm going to hate it. Uh-huh. And I didn't. I mean, oh, good. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't utterly in love with it, but I didn't, but I liked it well enough. It's got, uh, I think it, it balances itself really well, right? I'm, That's I'm what not I was saying afraid this is a great of. movie, but I, but I enjoyed it, no, like, being a fan of Pride and Prejudice, but also just uh, kind of knowing what we were getting into. And and I have to say, I quite like uh, Lily James. She is uh, not hard to look at. 
Yeah. Um, Hey, here are my daughters. They're all gorgeous. (laughs) Well, she was just in uh, Cinderella last year, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and she was great in that. She was also in Burnt, apparently, but I didn't see that shit. Um, I saw it, and it was boring. Yeah, I bet so. You you reviewed it right here on this show. I did. Um, Go back and listen. (laughs) Not to that review, (laughs) because it was boring. Don't, Don't listen to that review at all. Um, she's also on the, uh, the, uh, I think it's currently still airing or maybe it just wrapped up a couple weeks ago or, or this week. Um, the mini series of war and peace. Uh, I only saw the first episode, but she's quite good in that too. Um, yeah, she's fantastic, man. I think she's really good. Uh, and, um, I think she delivers in this picture. One thing that I thought was nice uh, was that they really did play it for comedy, uh, but but effectively, right? So it plays a lot like uh, Jane Austen-style comedy would, but with uh, zombie jokes. Yeah. Basically. And, and it works, but like you said, I mean, I thought the balance of it was really good because this could either go super hardcore, you know, zombie sort of stuff where it's just like, hey, this is a period piece, but it's it's fucking modern really if we're you know fucking around with it or it could just be like hey this is just a straight jane austen thing and we kind of you know sprinkled a little zombie in there for shits and giggles but it does have that nice balance of i mean i like the action the action's actually shot pretty well Mm -hmm. um i wish there was my guess is and I, i don't really know but my guess is there's a lot of a lot of the zombie stuff is actually cgi sort of stuff as far as the makeup is concerned um, so that kind of bugged me. I didn't like that. Um, well, I think there, well, maybe there are a few of them that are definitely, uh, a lot of CG, but I think for the most part, like, I don't know. I, I noticed what was probably a lot of enhanced, uh, practical makeup. Yeah. Going on. Maybe it wasn't as, maybe not up to the, uh, par with which I would like. Let's put it that way. Well, you also have to think like if, uh, I don't know if the goal is to not be walking dead, which is like this uh, completely realistic zombie. I mean, uh, they they run. They have kind of like an intelligence in this film, right? They can talk, uh, that sort of thing. Um, it's not quite the same, I don't think. And so I, it didn't bother me that much uh, that they looked a little different because I think we're dealing with different zombies, right? Yes. And so now, like apocalypse zombies. Yeah. Now, I do want to shout out uh, Douglas Booth here for being yet another kind of uh, just stereotypical looking motherfucker that is in all these goddamn movies. <laughs> all these cats look the fucking same. They're all kind of like, you know, they, they got a little bit of James Franco in them, but not really. Uh, you know, it's like this cat, the dude, uh, four from the divergent thing, uh, yeah. was that Who fucking movie? We saw week? that last week movie, whatever the fuck that was. These motherfuckers, they're all in here. They all look like this. If you are a guy who's got kind of a dirty blonde thing going on and you got some dark ass eyebrows, get you, get your fucking ass over to Hollywood. They're going to put you in something. Yeah. It will happen. It'll be all up in there. It'll um, fucking happen. And you know, I mean, I don't know. But look, I was honestly, I was really surprised in this. I mean, uh, a lot of, lot of, uh, you know, fun stuff for Matt Smith going around, just doing kind of what oh, he yeah, does. He's great. Uh, so that's great. I like, I, I, I love everything he's doing in there because I mean, he he provides a good bit of comic relief 
uh, for the movie and stuff. Uh, Charles mm-hmm. dances in this for some fucking reason. Uh, it's like, this is above you, sir. Why are you here? Um, no, but it's it's good. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I, I would say, you know, don't let the INDB kind of ruin you there, or the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes ruin you there. It's uh, it's 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 pretty decent. Yeah, I'm going to say this is uh, a little more than decent. I'm going to say it's pretty damn good. Uh, it's not uh, great, but I highly recommend checking it out at some point, whether it's at the theater or not. I actually plan on going to see it again in the theater. That's mm-hmm. how much I actually just enjoyed myself. I wish Lena Headey um, was in a little bit more. That was, I mean, that I, was I my her. one yeah. uh, one kind of small nitpick with it uh, was the was that she is not in it as much. I'd like to see her kick ass a lot actually in the film, but uh, yeah. she's not even in most of the battle stuff. Um, but given that her character also kind of is the same exact uh, usage in the Jane Austen novel, I can't really say that uh, I blame them. I mean, it, it's just the nature of what the character is. Right. Yeah. Um, and if they changed the outline of the actual book too much, I don't think that it would have even been uh, as enjoyable as a, parody or send up of that sort of thing um but yeah we could have used a little more lena heady maybe maybe. i haven't read the sequel book uh so maybe we'll get that in the future and she can be in it if if she's in it i don't know very well all right let's get on to review number two here here is the trailer you've been waiting for it the choice now pay attention because i'm about to tell you the secret to life ready the whole damn thing is about choices. Excuse me. Hey, you're my new neighbor, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I'm Travis. What are you so angry about? Your dog knocked off my dog. I take full responsibility. I've talked to him so many times about using protection. Oh, my God. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Hey, big brother. Who's that? New neighbor bothering the heck out of me. Uh-oh. What? A Johnson Johnson. I'm sorry, Can you open my puppies? Oh, the puppies. Gabby, we're all good now. What am I going to do with all you guys, huh? Thank you, Travis. I think that's the first time you said my name. Okay. Travis, this is Ryan McCarthy, my boyfriend. Hey. Hi. Don't make a thing out of it. I know you. And my big brother does not like it when things don't come easy. I have a confession. My friends like you better than they like me. Afraid that was gonna happen. You are in so much more trouble than I thought. Why do you make it so hard for me to flirt with you? If I made it easy, you wouldn't flirt anymore. What are you doing? Walking towards you real slow. Why? Because if I ran, I'd scare you. I didn't do that. Because you bother me. You gonna tell him? We never talked about what this was. It just happened so fast, we got caught up. I love you. Well, I don't love you. Oh, hush, you do too. Mom! You were the second you set your eyes on him. Whose side are you on anyway? So Travis, swallow your pride, because that's all any woman wants, is a man who's gonna fight. Where is she? Where's Gabby? She's gone. Where? She left because of you. Like I was saying, every path you take leads to another choice. Come back to me, baby. Come bother me. Some choices could change everything. I should have been there. It's not your fault, Travis. Every moment of the rest of your life hangs on him. Gabby! Burn with me tonight. 
All right, that was a trailer for The Choice. Boy, I don't remember the trailer, but man, oh man, does that like pretty much tell you every fucking thing that's in that movie. You know what you're getting when you go to see that's Fair enough, though. Uh, I and, am and unfortunately, <laughs> it's not the Sia song in the trailer. It's not. I don't even know who that is. That's how punk rock I am. Jesus fuck, man. I don't know. Get it together. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever heard of James Brown? He's pretty fucking great. Uh, here's the IMDb plotline. Travis and Gabby first meet as neighbors in a small coastal town and wind up in a relationship that's tested by life's most defining events. Uh, this is directed by uh, Ross Katz, starring Benjamin Walker, Teresa Palmer, uh, yeah, Tom Wilkinson. Uh, uh-huh. and, and Now, were you aware that that was fucking Tom Welling? Wait, what? Tom Welling's in this thing? I didn't know that. That's not her. That's not her fiance in the thing, is it? Yeah, it is. God, Jesus Christ! Damn, he's a swole ass motherfucker. Looks like he ate a house. He's big. Uh, anyways. Um. Well, I guess that. Well, like when you don't have to. Uh, you don't got to be Superman every week. They're just like <laughs> fuck it. Superman donuts. I mean, like he's not like out of shape or anything, but no, he's like just big. Very re- he looks very regular guy now. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's a big dude. Like just like I mean, like stacked wise, he looks yeah. like he could punch somebody and it fucking I mean, he, hurt. He, yeah, he looks like he works out, but he lo- he's like uh, he's not cut. Yeah, he was. He's more like uh, like Vin Diesel big. Yeah, right. Like like Vin Diesel very clearly is in shape, but he's just a massive big dude. Yeah. Uh, Tom Welling looks like that now, uh, not quite as big, but that kind of body, right? That yeah. weird looks like like uh, he probably wrestled in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of one of those cats. <laughs> I mean, I think I think most people just go, "Oh, I know what that means." Uh, I, I want to say that this is also the second movie that he's been in with Maggie Grace. Okay, because uh, they were in the Fog together, but I don't know of anything else. All right, fair enough. Okay, fine. Uh, so, That's- <laughs> I, what do you want? A fucking parade? I don't know. I just fucking like Maggie Grace. <laughs> I like her too. I like her well enough. She, she's by far the best thing in this movie. Um. So yeah, look. Uh, this movie is what it is. It's a Nicholas Sparks movie uh-huh. based it on is, uh, something he wrote somewhere. Coastal Carolina's uh, tragic romance porn. And if there's anyone who, you know, personifies, you know, you know, Southern charm, it is Tom Wilkinson. Uh, Look, Tom Wilkinson I like a whole lot. I, I do don't too. know why the fuck he's in this movie. I don't either. <laughs> doesn't I mean, make any sense that well, he would be in this. Well, it also doesn't make any sense that, uh, like, Tom Wilkinson is, uh, like, much older than 50, right? Yeah, he's probably 65, 70. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, he's he's playing Benjamin Walker's father. Um, Sixty-eight, Tom Wilkinson. Yeah. Okay. Well, Benjamin Walker, I know, is in his uh, like early thirties, so that's plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't fucking know what they're doing. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, they don't look related for, at all. For some reason, Alexandra Daddario is in here as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, why. I, I mean, here's the, this movie, and I guess all Nicholas Sparks movies are actually really good at getting kind of any up and coming, uh, or even um, any any up and coming actress, or even an actress with like a, a modicum of uh, uh, like a persona to mm-hmm. be in them. And this one got like a trifecta, right? So there's uh, Maggie Grace, who uh, we all know and love. If you don't love Maggie Grace, you can fuck. Her. 
right off. Yeah. My book. Uh, Alexandra Daddario had uh, like a big moment a year and a half ago or so with the first season of True Detective and then has been slowly accumulating work since then and people quite like her. And when you're in San Andreas with The Rock, what else you got to know, motherfucker? That's right. (laughs) Um, I mean, why, why did she not keep going when she had to take just that one shirt off like the old guy wanted her to. Yeah, exactly. That old motherfucker was just like, how about you uh, <laughs> and, take and that shirt off got, to uh, this right, one motherfucker? Like Teresa Palmer in this thing, uh, who we just saw in a uh, spectacularly not good movie, <laughs> um, but who was pretty good in Warm Bodies, I think. Yeah, I liked uh, Warm Bodies a lot. And, and has been in a few things since then. Um that I've I've liked as well. Like uh, she was in that Simon Pegg movie, Kill Me Three Times. Um, I don't know. Like she's fine. That shows how uh, pointless her fucking character was in Point Break, man. It's just like you're just like this is the same fucking broad. Yeah. I mean, because it's just like that character in Point Break is just the most meaningless throwaway set of tits you've ever seen, and that's essentially what it's treated as. Oh, that's 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 how the role is written. Right? Oh yeah, I'm, like, not, I'm not blaming her. Like, that's the role. Here's, you're right. Here's a weird uh, like tribal tattoo somewhere <laughs> and that weird fucking star tattoo on the shoulder and then a set of tits that's how her character was about written it. in point break <laughs> no um, further explanation so past that I'm there you are that she like is able to get work where she's uh like get, i, I want acting. her to break bigger <laughs> i feel like she's capable of a lot more mm-hmm. and uh like hollywood just keeps throwing her in some of these uh shitty roles uh the choice she's good um, but the, she's in a bad movie, and she's opposite uh, Benjamin Walker, who's about as believable as a um, uh, as this character. Uh, I mean, yeah. he's from the South, but like Jesus Christ, what the fuck is he doing? I don't None even. None of know. these people really. I mean, outside of, now the receptionist at mm-hmm. the at the at the vet clinic there. You know, she's that's a that's a that's a fucking Southern accent right there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, she was for sure. There were a couple in there, but most of them are just like, oh, what the fuck are you trying to pull Southern off He's Southern, too, but the problem is, like, he's from Georgia, but the problem really is that... Uh, North Carolina and Georgia sound different now. <laughs> well, right, and especially coastal North and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. They sound a lot different than all this other shit. And uh, his accent is terrible. It's just like... Ran- I mean, you you heard it in the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's random Southern hick uh, farm boy bullshit. Randy Travis. <laughs> well, except that Randy Travis has a voice that could make your panties drop. Yeah. And- Until he starts <laughs> and acting. Benjamin Walker- <laughs> and-, and Benjamin Walker just does not. Um, he, I don't know what it is about this guy, but uh, I felt like he had very little charisma. Well, that's the thing, because like at the beginning, they're like playing him off as like this big ladies man and stuff, and I'm just like... Who's really digging this dude? Yeah. I mean, now, like, you put Matthew McConaughey in this been, fucking role? I get it. The most believable he's ever been is, uh, I think, as a character, is in uh, the otherwise whatever movie, In the Heart of the Sea, that we just saw, where he's the the kind of uh, snotty-nosed yeah. uh, new captain of the ship uh, because his daddy owns the company. Yeah. Um, and he played that very well, but I didn't like him. Yeah, but I mean, well, yeah, and the thing is, is he only got like maybe what twenty lines in that movie, right? He ain't in Um, it much. Anyway, uh, look, 
the choice is like standard fare. Uh, we don't even have to give the plot away, right? I yeah. mean, one, it's all in the trailer. I think you even see the like what actually happens yeah. in one of the trailers, right? It may be that one. Oh yeah, you um, do. And I'm just like, because because like I didn't re- like I'd seen the trailer once or twice, but I'd like I just I'd kind of put it out of my mind or whatever. Right. And but looking at that, I was just like, well, Jesus, why don't you tell me the whole fucking story? Right. Um, so, you know, if you're going to go see this, you've probably seen it yeah. or you're waiting to watch it with your mom or something like that or, or with your daughter. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Like, let's talk about this haircut though. We did promise it. So <laughs> go ahead with your thing and then let's talk about this. What fucking the fuck haircut. is this haircut about? Well, well, let, let's, what were you about to say? Here's First, the thing. What? Uh, and then so, we'll do that. Okay. Um, the movie's not terrible. It's not no. good, but it's not awful either. I'd like I didn't feel like I wasted a shitload of time. Uh the third act where, you know, the big turn happens, um I think it's completely fucking useless. I don't yeah. I don't think it needs to be there of like, you know, they get together and then, you know, and then it's like the world's longest coda that doesn't yeah. need to fucking be there. Well, and and what I think I think what pissed me off about it was like it's so obviously um not going to do what it what it what, what it kind of dares that it says it's going to do. Right? Yeah. And the reason that it's not going to do that is that it just spent an hour and 10 minutes getting you completely invested in him winning the girl in the first place. Mhm. If that sort of shit is going to happen in a Nicholas Sparks movie or any movie that plays like a Nicholas Sparks story, that shit's going to happen pretty early on, and it's going to be a major part of the story. Yeah. Uh, here it was like, well, Jesus Christ, man! If they kill this woman, Could be, I mean, yeah. one, like, like I might like it a little more because Jesus fucking Christ, the balls for that. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I thought I'm like, man, if they if they keep if 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 she but is as it gone. Kept going on, there's no fucking way, right? It's yeah. like why keep making it go on and on. Yeah, and you're on. stretching it out way too long. If that was um, going to be the case, and it was too long any fucking way. They should have just nipped it right in the bud, made this sucker like an hour and twenty minutes, and I feel like it would. I probably would have even liked it uh, more than I do. Yeah, even uh, if they would have just gotten together, the, the whole like you know because you know she's she's engaged to Tom Welling's character and everything. Thing. He goes away on a business trip. You know, they've been kind of at each other next door neighbors, and then they, you know, they kind of fall for each other eventually while he's out. And then, uh, you know, uh, fiance comes back and it's just like, ooh, or things gonna, you know, whatever happens. Right. And, but, you know, it, they could have come overcome that thing here. He makes his heartfelt speech there in the dock, and then that's it. Everybody goes home in a Cadillac. Everything's fine. And I'd have been okay for that ending, but they just, it, and here's the thing. So that leads to the hair, actually. Uh-huh. So we get to the point where you think the movie, where t- movie traditionally like this ends, where it's like, hey, they've gotten together as one might imagine they would do in the movie that is like this. Right. Uh, and then we start going through their lives, and they're getting older, and they're getting older, but yet they're not getting older. And this man uh. holds on to this haircut, this <laughs> shitty goddamn haircut, for longer than anyone, everybody's hairstyle changes from time to time. This guy, if you do sort of the math, he's kept this haircut for probably minimum 10 years. Yeah, and this uh, this haircut is uh, straight up bullshit. It looks terrible. It shows how fucking weird his ears look, which is like you're, you shouldn't be drawing attention to those things yet away. Uh, uh-huh. It's But like... Nary a bag, nary a... Well, I think he may get like two or three gray hairs, but that's about it. But nothing changes. Nothing changes. Well, Nobody gets I think older. What's weird, it's fucking I stupid. I think what's weird about it, too, though, is like it's it's like a weird shaped haircut, too, right? It has, that's odd. 
it has all the fucking things that are awful in it. It's too long to have those giant fucking sideburns. It's but it's not also short not long enough. enough. Yeah, to, it's not short enough to like part in the way that he wants it to, mm-hmm. or that he does. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just fucking weird. It looks like a goddamn helmet yeah, that he has on. It's stupid. Right? It looks it, like a shitty wig. Yeah, but it, it can't be. It has no, it's to be not. his real it's hair. Which means his hair. That yeah. poor, if nothing else, I feel bad for Benjamin Walker for having to walk around with this fucking haircut while he was making this movie. Clearly for it, decades. Because it looks like shit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. I get uh, just looking at pictures of it because I had to remind myself exactly how shitty it was. Um <laughs> Kind of like is making me terrified. I do have to say that there's this uh, nice Tom Welling picture uh, where uh, he's got a little bit of stubble and yeah. some gray in his temples uh, on here. Um, and it's he's fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if if Smallville were out now and he were playing a slightly aged Superman, uh, he would be one of the Internet's boyfriends. I was about uh, to say a- sure. a- a- aged of what, 28? <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, jump a few years, make it, uh, make it post college, Superman, Smallville, post grad, or whatever the fuck. Oh, he's a lot older than I thought. He's thirty eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, moving on. All right, the choice. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't feel. You know, I mean, yeah. Anyways, here's the next movie. Hail, hail Caesar! Hail Caesar! Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. How long since your last confession, my son? 27 hours. It's really too often. You're not that bad. Here in Capital Pictures, as you know, millions of people left us for information and uplift and, yes, entertainment. And we're going to give it to them. And action. An army of technicians and actors and top-notch artistic people are working hard to bring to the screen our biggest release of the year. Hail Caesar is a prestige picture with one of the biggest stars in the world, Baird Whitlock. A truth we could see if we had, but if we had, had faith, 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 cut. Ah. Uh, Mr. Mannix. What's up? The director can't find Baird Whitlock. Somebody slipped it under my door. We have your movie star. Gather $100,000 and await instructions. Who are we? The future. Hello, Bert. Hello, Mr. Maddox. Lawrence, Obi, thank you all for coming. The studio needs your help. Bad Whitlock has been kidnapped. This is bad. Bad for movie stores everywhere. She sings the perfect harmony. Let's spend 24 hours. But we're looking for him. We don't want it in the gossip columns. This is going to cost the studio a lot of money. And that's where you come in. I need some cash. You must have very strong forearms. Is it hard squeezing it like that? It's part of the job, miss. I'd like to know what the hell is going on here. 20 million readers want the truth, Eddie. Truth, yes. Mm. Eddie. This is a drama, Mannix, a real drama. Mr. Mannix, I know it sounds screwy, but someone's calling from the future. Good Lord.
Wondering what's going on? All right, that was a trailer for Hail Caesar, our last new release review of this week. IMDb plotline, a Hollywood fixer in the 1950s works to keep the studio's star in line. That's a really shitty whatever. It's exactly what the movie is. I mean, it's true. It's not not true, but it's it's quite simplistic. Uh, of course, well, because how else would you fucking describe this? Uh, well, maybe a little. You'd bit. have to you'd have to write like a, a what the Coens did. You'd have to write a screenplay. That's true, and that's and I think that's the no, that's not quite the longer. Okay, all right. I'm going to read the other one. This was written by uh, Warren D'Souza. Warren, you're getting Ooh. your fucking uh, your 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 uh, kicks off here at the uh, at the, the, the film find here. Hail Caesar follows a day in the life of Eddie Mannix, a Hollywood fixer for Capitol Pictures in the 1950s, who cleans up and solves the problems for big names and the stars uh, and stars in the industry. But when studio star Brad Baird uh, Whitlock, I can't say that for my life, uh, disappears, Mannix has to deal with more than just the fix. That motherfucker wrote a fucking logline. All right, starring Josh Brolin, George Clooney, uh, L. L- a- Aiden Alden, how do you pronounce this fucker's name? Alden Ehrenrich. Alden Ehrenrich. Or Ehrenreich, whatever. Are you guys fine? Ray Fine, Scarlett Johansson, Tilda Swinton, Francis McDormand, Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill. There's eight billion fucking people. Allison in this movie. Pill shows up in this moment. This thing is huge. I mean, you know, Clancy Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a shitload of people. We we haven't even gotten to the people who make up the future. Uh, but. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a shitload of people in this. So yeah, written and uh, directed by the Coens. Um, I I would say that we're Cohen Brothers fans. Yeah. Uh huh. So um, I I think this was probably one that would uh, I think we were looking forward to. Yes. And um, here's the thing. All right. IMDb plot. I not IMDb. God damn it, my fucking brain is not working today. So um, Rotten Tomatoes rather. Rotten Tomatoes is a very kind of uh, interesting thing, if you will, uh, because whereas Hail Caesar, uh, right now, critics at nine, at se- 79%, theater goers, 47 uh, Here's the thing, kids. If, uh, if you like the Coen brothers, you're going to probably like this movie. If you don't, you probably won't. Yeah. Because this, say is, that. this is very Coen-esque. Uh-huh. Uh, so in, in the best, or if you hate them, worst ways. Yeah. I mean, uh, so Hail Caesar, pretty fresh Rotten Tomatoes, uh, critics, critics wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm on board with those critics, man. I thought this movie was, uh, really good. Um, I've heard people call it a mess or whatever, but I have to say, uh, if you go back and read, uh, some of the things that people were saying about their other well-known and highly regarded films, uh, like, say, The Big Lebowski. Which, the, all those reviews, yeah. right, kind of say the same things. Like, uh, it doesn't have a point. It meanders. There's no real story. Mm-hmm. There, right? Uh, and this, so I This see, can be right? said for a lot of their stuff. and A lot of it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, for fuck's sake, burn after reading the the entire end of that movie is literally uh, J.K. Simmons literally asking what we've learned and <laughs> uh, him going, well, I guess we've learned not to do it again. And then that's the end of the movie. There you go. Right? <laughs> um, so I, I, I do have to say, go back and read those other reviews for, for those early Coen brothers, uh, what we think of as their... Um, 
the classic. They're classics, right? And they echo a lot of the things that people are saying they don't like about Hell Caesar, Um, which blows my fucking mind because it's so obviously what they're doing here is is uh, like I mean, aside from all of the send ups of classic Hollywood, uh, which the movie excels at because the Coen brothers really know their shit as far as that that is concerned. Um, You know, there's not a point, man. Fucking nihilists. Uh, I don't know why people don't get this about the Coens. If there's one driving force behind their uh, their films, I feel like it's that nothing means anything. Like, yeah, right. Like, I mean, it's most obvious in Burn After Reading and No Country for Old Men because, like, so obviously the, that's the theme that those movies. But go back and watch all of their fucking movies. And nothing that happens ever means anything. Yeah. Uh, Fargo, for fuck's sake, which has like the most (laughs) optimistic, uh, you know, outlook uh, of any character in the world in Francis McDormand's uh, Marge Gunderson, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, (laughs) Like, just it it ends with (laughs) with uh, like her not even understanding why people did that. Yeah. Um, I like I don't know what the fuck people, uh, whatever. Anyway, this movie's also fucking funny. (laughs) I always think about like, I guess it's like the end of like, it feels like all the end of their movies kind of feel like shrugs. (laughs) Yeah. Just going, because "Ah, they ah." get it. They get it. Right. "Ah, Well, there you go. (laughs) if, If your outlook is that none of it matters, then why make a big sweeping statement about it? It's just like, well, here's some shit that happened. And, uh, and the same thing happens here, right? Like they go through this whole fucking deal. Uh, several storylines get wrapped up. It's not just one in this movie. Several storylines are wrapped up with big fucking so what's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> including the communist subplot. The communist um, subplot, the, uh, the, you know, the new star. <laughs> right? The big star's kidnapping and yeah. rise to political consciousness gets wrapped up with a big so what. Um, it's like, well, that's finished. Like what? All now? of Eddie yeah. Mannix's trials, in, <laughs> right? Like, it's just like a big, well, all right, I'm going to keep doing. <laughs> but yeah, it's, but, but it's, it's good though. It's, it's a lot of, it, yeah. here's the thing. Like if you dig this, you dig these stars that are in this, you're going to have a lot of fun with this. And, and like I said, the more you know about like 1950s cinema and stuff, the more fun shit like this gets too. To where, oh, yeah, man. you know, you, you have a character going at like, Hey, you've been in Westerns all the time. Now we're going to try to, you know, clash you up a little bit. And uh, we're going to put you in this other picture over here. And I, I like how the time is so compressed, where it's literally just like, and cut. Now you're going to go over to this frou-frou set over here and do some of this high society shit today. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, okay, well, I, I just did that after lunch, so I guess I might as well, you know, redescri- somewhat redescript and just go and do it. Um, and then you have the whole, I mean, first of all, I want to say this. One of the standout things, and we should not be surprised... At this point in the game, no one should be surprised. One of the best fucking scenes in this has Channing Tatum in it. Oh yeah, that fucking he, scene is such a good, fantastic. Yeah, such a good fucking uh, Gene Kelly uh, send up. It right? is just beyond good Gene Kelly. That is just like it is just disgustingly good. From the like, even like the bit that to me that was so Gene Kelly was like the kind of the sitting on the bar stool kind of thing. And the little tap with that, whether you did with the uh, the other, it was at least one or two other guys. Um, mm-hmm. Damn, it was so good. 
and you yeah. know singing and dancing and doing that whole thing and the uh the, the fun little gay undertones in it were just hilarious uh it was damn good and but the whole the whole thing is i mean and this whole thing is of course you know centered with Josh Brolin just delivering a hell of a performance here i mean he's in fucking 75 plus percent of this damn thing Mm-hmm. And uh, he's doing a bang up job, man. And it's like it's he is the central hub to where all of these other characters come through. And even as big as all these characters are, most of them aren't even in that for all that fucking long. No, I mean most of them are I in mean, there for Scarlett like Johansson's in yeah. it for a little bit. She says um, she maybe has five minutes of screen time. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think of all of them. Uh, like Clooney obviously gets his time. Yeah. Um, and Channing Tatum gets a lot uh, for what his role ends up actually well, yeah, being. Yeah, yeah, his role doesn't um, really inc- incur a whole lot, but damn it, like, like we're going to stop this thing and you're going to do this awesome fucking three, four-minute dance number that is just so well done that is mm-hmm. like... And the thing is, is it's it's very indicative of that time, but yet still updated and a little bit modern to a degree, as far as like right. from camera moves and, and things of that nature, I guess. Uh, but is a hell of a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm a big uh, classical Hollywood guy, so of course I fucking liked all of this shit. There are reviews online talking about how this movie is not even funny, but I think that's because there are so many jokes that are just... Uh, like about Hollywood history that they don't fucking nail you over the head with. Yeah. I mean, I was there with uh, my buddy Alston, who's been on the show and my uh, roommate, uh, Eric. Um, and we're big, not only Cohen fans, but big, uh, Hollywood history buffs too. I mean, fuck, it's what I do for a living. Yeah. Um, uh, and we were laughing hysterically throughout the entirety of the film. Uh, there were there were definitely people in there chuckling as well, so at least a fair amount of the audience got it. But I felt like some people were just sitting there, like, "What the fuck's going on?" and looking at us like we were insane for laughing constantly. But I don't know. The movie's funny as shit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell people anymore. Uh, this it's like we fucking, got you know we got fucking like a- movies good, and I think in ten years uh, people will finally come around to it, and it'll be like the cult classic kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, like well, oh, this thing is. How many yeah. fucking Coen Brothers movies have to get uh, shitty reviews when they come out, or semi shitty reviews when they come out, and then uh, people talk about how not fucking good they are, um, and then you know later on it's like oh yeah i really like that fucking movie well yeah. of course you do it was good fucking 20 years ago things that um, are things that are the, like of the of the so much cohen-esque kind of thing if you will uh the more uh, comedic things uh of that nature uh those are definitely the ones there now their dramatic stuff i think gets it definitely gets to do proper and much quicker uh, oh yeah ever. of course because you're no country your true grits and shit that fucking that gets people yeah. in the fucking door Right, exactly. Well, they, you know, like True Grit was a known property, right? And mm-hmm. they were coming off of their uh, big successes. Uh, I think a lot of people liked No Country for Old Men, and it certainly won them, them uh, the yeah. award. As well as, uh, like, people liked generally Burn After Reading. It did pretty well at the box office. Um, and so, you know, they were kind of, True Grit was buoyed by that a little bit. Um, but, uh you know, it was also the the repairing of them with uh, bridges, uh, which helped. But that is definitely the stuff that people kind of glom onto. But their uh, comedies, uh, people just kind of shit on. Um, uh, the only one that I really don't like and can't stand uh, and have no plans on watching a fourth time is uh, the Lady Killers. 
I just can't deal with it. Uh, I thought it was fair. Uh, it's bad, man. I mean, it's it, not well, it's not up it's, to their snuff. I'll say that. Well, I'll well put it, it that was way. also a script that I feel like clearly they had written uh, for somebody else to direct, like one of their ghostwriter scripts or some kind of shit. Yeah. Um, and then just ended up getting uh, money from the studio to do it themselves. And once they got Tom Hanks on board, they were like, well, fuck it. Let's do it with Tom. Um, uh, intolerable cruelty. I'm not keen on, but it's not bad. I thought it was bad when I first saw it, but I actually think it's pretty funny now. I saw it and I still don't remember anything about it. <laughs> it's worth a second look. I mean, the, the problem with uh, intolerable cruelty is that, um, like compared to the other stuff they've done with Clooney, it's not good. Uh, right. Like you compare that thing to brother where art thou, which is probably, I think still their biggest, uh, hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's your bigger though, especially when it comes to like comedy type stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, and a big portion of that too is just the soundtrack. Uh, that's true. That was one of the best selling soundtracks of all time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I I think people are fucking crazy uh, for not liking this thing. Uh, I think it's really really good. I'm gonna give it a hard fucking go see this. Maybe you won't like it, but like. I think there's a fair shot you will, especially if you uh, know that what they're selling you is not how the – so the, I think part of the problem is the marketing. Uh, the trailer uh, that thankfully doesn't have a lot of dialogue uh, yeah. <laughs> that we heard a minute ago. But um, like how they sell it, right, is that Baird gets um, kidnapped and Josh Brolin gets all these stars to help him find him. That's how that trailer is structured. And it's completely not that at all. <laughs> and it's not that at any fucking point no. that is not the reality at any point um it's just it's like a movie that just kind of meanders around uh and that's fine i like that shit yeah i like that shit when it's not the coen brothers you just uh you got to be prepared for it i guess and like i said i mean uh, you know i'll, I'll say i said it before and i'll say it again if you like the coens uh you're probably gonna dig it if you don't stay the fuck away because mm-hmm. right. I, th- I think those people that came that came and gave it those those bad reviews more than likely were not were just like, hey, George Clooney's in this movie. I like George Clooney. Yeah. This ain't like a regular George Clooney movie at all. <laughs> well, you know, I think the same people uh, that won't like this also really hated uh, George Clooney's um, fucking football movie. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like his film after uh, Good Night and Good Luck. What the fuck was that movie? The, uh, I don't know. Somebody of my friends Can worked I on it, it so I don't... I can't, it's so stupid that I can't remember that damn thing. What the fuck is this thing? Um... Uh, leatherheads. Leatherheads. leatherheads yeah. I, right? like, I got at least five friends that worked on that movie, and I still can't remember the damn well, name I, of it. I really like Leatherheads, right? It's a it's an old-school-style screwball comedy that Clooney directed. And um, I, fe- I feel like people just bag on it the same way. They look at George Clooney, I think, and they if he's not playing, um, you know, handsome old man or, uh, like, some kind of political thriller these days... They just don't want to fucking deal with them. Speaking of know? political thriller, that new Jodie Foster movie looks like it might be good. Oh, Money Monster? Yeah. Yes, it does. That looks I, like I like that trailer a lot. Yeah. It looks great. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Uh, yeah. And her, la- what was her last flick? She was good at, I forget what that was, but it was where like her husband was murdered or something. That was a good movie. Oh, are you talking about the one that Neil Jordan directed? Was that her? Was that? I don't remember. I thought, I thought uh, she did that one. Yeah, like... um. I could be wrong. The fuck is that movie? Something like uh, the Brave One or whatever. 
I think that's what it's called. She was, I mean, she was also in, uh, right. She was in Elysium, um, doing like a really weird accent. She was also in carnage, uh, which is worth everybody's time. Oh, I was thinking, okay. So yeah, that was the, that was the right. She was in that movie, but the beaver was the one that she directed, which she I directed liked the beaver. And I, I think she's liked. in that too, but I don't quite remember. Yeah. She's in it slightly. I think. Um, but right. She was in carnage, uh, opposite, uh, like Christoph Waltz and, um, Kate Winslet. That was the Polanski flick. Um, but the brave one's the one you're talking about. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, one where, uh, yeah. The revenge thriller. That was, yeah, one, I, I like, guess I, I like that one yeah, too. Yeah. That was, that was, that was a decent flick, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that new movie. That looks, uh, that looks pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so two strong recommendations. Um, uh, yes. Caesar, go see that thing. Yeah, if there's any of the new ones that you're going to go see, uh, take your time to do that one. i uh, not say Bride and Bridges is not bad either, overall. Um, okay, so uh, next week, I don't know. I don't know if you heard this, Matt. Yeah. It's been under the radar. It's kind of lying low. Uh-huh. I think they're just going to wait for some word of mouth, see how things happen. Uh, but there's this uh-huh. little movie coming out called Deadpool. Oh, I already saw that with Clint Eastwood, right? Yes, uh, Clint Eastwood. Jim Carrey makes a little performance as a rocker in the beginning and dies off. Uh, good picture. No, it's not really a good picture. Deadpool's not actually. That's not. That one's not really I, all that good. The Deadpool is not the best. Dirty. <laughs> no, it is. It's 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 among the it's among the lessers. That's for sure. Uh, but no, man, the new uh, Ryan Reynolds is coming out, and uh, all we had to do was leak some footage online, and boom, a movie was actually fucking made. Uh, so let that be a lesson to you, kids. Uh, leak leak stuff. But it'll, yeah. it'll help. Just don't take leaks in public. That's not going to help. Yeah, if you do, do it behind it. My brother had a history of that. Mm-hmm. Of just like pissing in public and shit. Well, I hope he stopped it because you can get him. Yeah, as an adult, it's not it's it's not so fun <laughs> as an adult. But like, <laughs> sidebar, I don't care. Um, so like, we just had this thing. So like, the family would like go on vacation to the beach or something, and we'd always just do like mini golf or something. And then all this, so we're all you know we're doing our stuff. We got five members in the family, so it takes a while for everybody to fucking get through there. Uh-huh. I I like I go around a corner right. And there's like there's like a bush there, and then I see like a a, a little uh, putter and a ball there sitting on the ground. I come, my brother walks right from behind the bush, zipping up. I'm like, did did, did you just pee out here? And the thing's like, yeah, I had to go, man. So, and not, granted, he was like probably uh. nine, so <laughs> you, you can you can forgive a nine year old. He wasn't like 23, <laughs> but um. And then there was another one, his most famous one that I thought that was like, I don't know how the fuck you got away with this. Uh, you remember at Carowinds that you had uh, Days of Thunder. Uh-huh, so right. this was like uh, you know you had four little lines that you went into the little motion booth uh, you know kind of a movie movie theater there. So you if you were at the top row there you know the back behind that was all woods and stuff. He pissed right off of that thing at one time, and I'm like, how the fuck do you pull this off? That kid could piss anywhere. Thankfully, he's he's cordoned it off a little bit as an adult man, so that's good. Well, I mean that you know of that I know of. That's true. That's true. He does do a lot of hunting, so I'm sure there's a lot of peeing and pooping in the woods <laughs> on that point. Uh, anyways, so we're going to be reviewing Deadpool. <laughs> That's where that went. Uh, speaking of peeing and pooping, now I haven't seen the original, but, uh, I guess, God damn it, I guess I have to, because I did it with Paul Blart Mall Cop, I might as well do it with this. Uh, Zoolander 2. Now there's a lot of people that like Zoolander. I yeah. am not one of them. I've never seen I it. Am. That fucking movie is great. <sighs> So I'll watch it. I'll watch right. the first one, and then I'll watch this one. God help me. I just like, because the trailers uh, for both when the first one came out and when this one has come out, it does nothing for me. Now, I want look, I like Ben Stiller well enough. 
change my mind, but we'll we'll uh, that's to be uh, to be seen, if you will. And one that I'm actually looking forward to is uh, how to be single with uh, Dakota Johnson and uh, Allison Bree and uh, old Rebel Wilson there. So I'm Wilson. I'm actually looking forward to that one. Looks like and, it might uh, be what's decent. her name? Man, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. She's oh, Leslie Mann's great always. Yeah. And but here's and I'll talk about it then. Who are the, Hollywood? You need to get some leading men who actually look like leading men. We're gonna talk about that next week. Because these right. these motherfuckers are poor excuses for 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 dudes in these movies, and it ain't like because and don't give me that horse shit about all oh, like oh they're better actors. Anders Holm is not a good actor, people. He's just not. <laughs> not in these movies. He ain't. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Uh, so we'll be talking about all those movies and probably some other stuff because that's what we do on this show. Yeah, I'm gonna try to go see this uh, new um, horror flick called the final project we'll see if i get to it definitely for the week after that okay all right well that is it everybody we're going to talk about those movies next week and uh hopefully some more uh and of course on hmp you know we're going to be doing deadpool up and we're going to be doing it big first new release uh superhero movie of the year so that's going to be a big one 2016 is a big year for fucking superhero movies man batman mm-hmm. superman this shit uh fucking suicide squad suicide. it's crazy man Civil War. Civil War. Fucking shit, dude. It's all over the place. It's great stuff. I like it. Uh, so, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. I'm also uh, still tweeting under the film find, although uh, the past few days I've been negligent, I feel, so I'm going to ramp that up a little bit. And go and check me out on Tumblr, uh, conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. I've got some stuff that I'll be pushing out all throughout the week. Very good, sir. And, of course, my other podcast, the aforementioned Hero Movie Podcast, heromoviepodcast.com. This week we talk X-Men Origin Wolverine and how that movie sucked balls. And we'll be talking, like I said, about Deadpool uh, coming next week. So uh, stay tuned for that. That is it, everybody. Until next week, for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody.
So, uh, what I think we need to talk about uh-huh. is um, how much do we think Deadpool is just going to fucking destroy this goddamn box office? Uh, we'll see. What do you think? I, I mean, I don't know what to think. It's tough, isn't it? I think it's going to go really hard in either direction. Yeah, like it's either going to make a boatload of cash, or it's going to bomb so fucking hard. I think that's what's going to happen. What One of those two. I don't think it's going to make like ten million or whatever. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, it'll make like okay. So let's see. I mean, Kung Fu Panda this week pulled in twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Pulled in twenty one. I'm saying this pulls in. I think it could do fifty. You think it's a hard R, man? It's tough, but I, 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 I feel like they've done uh, a fucking bang up job on this fucking marketing though man oh yeah well of course but you know like the the thing that really drives a lot of superhero movies is like being able to take your fucking kids there like the whole family goes to see marvel shit the whole family goes to see batman i don't i i'm not saying that i don't think that fucking idiot parents uh will not be taking their kids because they motherfucking will but uh, I think they're going to be very fucking shocked when they do take their kids here. Because everything that I have heard, and I, I haven't read too much, but from what I understand, this is a bad idea. Don't take your fucking kids. It is a bad idea. That's what I've heard. No. Well, like, uh, there was, uh, going around this past week, the like T.J. Miller talking about the jokes they made them cut. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, you should have fucking cut that. I can't believe that, like, there's even actually footage of that shit. Did they not destroy it? Oh, I don't know what, I don't even, because I didn't know, because I want to see it, like, because it was supposedly a full, you know, dick out, dick and balls out uh, version will be coming on Blu-ray, so. Oh, I'm sure, but, uh, like, Jesus Christ, no wonder they wouldn't (laughs) let that shit in the cut, man. Well, well, I mean, maybe, I mean, I call that the old. uh, That was, like, stuff they told them, like, you cannot put this in a hard R. Like, Fox told them, not even the MPAA. (laughs) They're just like, we're not going to let you put that in. See, I like that. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the, uh, that's the South Park method, where it's just like, we're going to make it way dirtier than it should be, and then when you tell us to cut stuff, it's like we still get to keep the dirty stuff that we actually wanted in it. Because they're like, oh, there's yeah, no way yeah, this course, is going to make the cut. So this will give them something to go, no, how dare you? Oh, good. We didn't really expect that to be in there anyways. We're going to keep all the other really dirty stuff that we wanted, though, anyway. So that's what I figure. Yeah. Well, and, and we'll see. I mean. Here's the big problem, though. I don't know. This is all going to turn into, if you think Deadpools are bad at cons now. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. This the Dragon Con will be a cesspool of Deadpool. Uh-uh. A dead cesspool. <laughs> yeah. It is going to be bad news. And 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 we've said it before and I'll say it again. There's not a Deadpool cosplayer out there that's not a D-bag piece of shit. No. They're all fucking horrible human beings. Well, except Every for one of maybe them. except for maybe that super skinny uh black kid that was cosplaying that we saw last year. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that I kid, mean he was like real thin. That kid that a shit was swift skinny. breeze could have took that kid out. <laughs> that was good. I feel like that kid probably wasn't a D bag, at least not at the con because his mom was there. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> mom won't let me be. <laughs> that kid was just like, Oh my god, you turn to the side, he fucking disappears. Yeah. Oh man, but uh, I'm I'm hoping it's good. And hey, I, well, I mean, I don't know how I'm liking the idea of like them going, "Hey, we need an X Force movie." Now I'm like, do we though? Well, do we you know, though? Uh, 
I don't I don't know if you saw the recent images uh, promoting the uh, the X Men shit, uh, <laughs> but uh, they're all the same stuff that were taken months and months ago, mm-hmm. and they've just edited all of the Fantastic Forecast out of them. <laughs> And like, and just moved the bodies around so that they're like, just they're in the same exact fucking poses. Wow! But uh, they've just photoshopped it so that it looks like an all new photo. But it's so obviously the same photo that they just removed everybody and then reconfigured where people are yeah. standing or sitting. Um, I don't know why I'm scared about X Men. I don't know why. I, uh, I don't know either because I liked the last two. Yeah, I did too. But, but I just I don't know. Apocalypse is a that, very different thing, man. But also maybe it's just that the last time we had a third X Men movie. That's true. Uh, you know. We got what we got. Yeah, and what we got was not great. <laughs> no. Uh, when the, when your best thing you can say about a movie is that Kelsey Grammer looks like the beast. Yeah. That was dope. Uh, that was if great. That's the best thing you can say. Guess what, bro? <laughs> Yeah. movie has issues because no have. one should give a fuck about Kelsey Grammer in that movie. No, because well, he doesn't even have that big a part. No, but but, but he looks great. <laughs> no one should give a fuck about Kelsey Grammer, and no one should give a fuck about Kelsey Grammer in an X Men movie. If that's the thing you're talking about, problems. What? Yeah, it's not good. Um, so we'll see. Maybe I don't know. I will say I think I mentioned before. Like I feel like they finally fucking nailed Storm. Right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it looks like storm and it feels like storm. Uh, hopefully uh, it's not like fucking Holly Berry's wooden acting shit up yeah, in there. It's just like you, I mean, you want to slap her and just be like, lady, you won an Oscar. We know you can act if you put your mind to it. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to give you the benefit of the doubt and say it was the role they wrote for you, but still well I, huh. I have to say like i do not feel like uh like brian singer is the best director of actors no you're probably not wrong there i mean right like he's done movies that have very good acting in them right so but, if you, but if you put a motherfucking on, ian mckellen in front of yeah, the fucking camera put, right he's gonna people, do it you put ian mckellen yeah. in front of in in front of a camera acting opposite uh fucking what's his name brad God damn it. Why can't I remember? It's because he wasn't on the fucking Oscars thing. Brad Dorif. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Oh, my God. Would have yes, been a way Brad better movie. <laughs> Would have been a way better movie, man. I fucking he was know. probably 35 at that time. <laughs> no <laughs> fucking way. Uh, Brad Renfro, Brad Renfro, yeah. right? Who was fucking amazing. If you put him and Ian McKellen on screen uh, and give them a script, which is what that movie had, yeah, um, you're going to get fucking fire, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you just put the fucking camera down and shoot it. And Brian Singer knows how to fucking frame a shot yeah. uh, and, and to construct a film very well. But uh, I don't think he works with actors very well. And I think you can see that in... Uh, in some of the other films that he's made, including some of the X-Men, right? Because you watch, even going from First Class to um, uh, Days of Future Past, right? Like, some of the performances in in Days of Future Past compared to the same people in the previous film with Matthew Vaughn, and you're just like, whoa, man, what are you telling these guys? I don't Uh, know. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. 
trailer-wise, and he ain't even in it that much, I feel like fucking Fassbender's going to just deliver in this movie. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Well, he delivers. I mean, he's great. He's great in everything he's in, mind you. But I'm looking at him just like, I don't know why, but like, I just, that fucking look on his face, I'm just like, I think he's going to sell the shit out of this movie. I'm excited for that bit, at least. I want to see like a Magneto movie. (laughs) It's because I like him so much. Uh-huh. But big summer, uh, big big uh, big superhero year this year. All right, we went on way too long. This show's like <laughs> an hour right. and a half. All right, <laughs> later, guys.